0: Five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA. We're going to be talking about printing, but also AI today. I'm trying to be interesting. But first, let's start with Andrew Ettinger, my friend and a supporter of the WDMA. There's no, hey, you're going to get a 2% return. That's good for Burger King and McDonald's and all that shit like that. When you're in high tech items, you don't need a lot of response to get the results that you need. And say, how many responses am I going to get? How many sales do you need? Because if you get six jobs at twenty thousand, that's one hundred twenty thousand on a ten thousand dollar spend. Would you rather me tell you that you're going to get fifty calls, or would you rather me have you look at it like, what was my return on investment? Okay, there you go. You know, people ask me, is there a return on investment on this crazy show every day? Well, uh, I've got some members. <laughs> Yesterday, I got a real good uh, a real good message from Mike Gunderson, and he asked me about um, a break-even and projection on a particular prospect that they're working on uh, and uh, related to somebody wanting to try a catalog. And I didn't have a lot of detail, but I sent him a little spreadsheet and happy to do it because he's a supporter of the WDMA. So if you have a question, you know, feel free, send me a text or a... John at WDMA uh, will get to me and, uh, and, you know, ask me a question. It helps if you're a uh, WDMA member. Last week we had, we had this – I reviewed this mailing piece that came to me. Really, really great, but missing a few pieces. And, uh, and what do you know? They reached back to me and said, let's talk, and they joined the WDMA. So it's all fair. And speaking of w d m a we had a great time in Minneapolis and mintonka yesterday or last week uh We had some big name people come as I said we would, and i was w- I think it was one of the best meetups we ever had. It's you know a little getting a little crazy when we have to push tables together um you know but we do our best, it's a little bit random who you sit next to, but it could be one of the top people in the uh, in the print and direct mail industry, which we had at least two of the Really, my uh, my friend Mary England said, whoa, <laughs> she said, do you realize who those people were? <laughs> well, yeah, somewhat, and they're friends, <laughs> good friends. So anyway, we're all friends and we have a good time. And if you get a chance, you know, I do them in Minneapolis. And if you'd like to have one in your, your city, you know, let me know and maybe I'll make a trip to there. Um, and we really do need to have more of them in Wisconsin, especially for our Wisconsin secret Mailer's Roundtable, which uh, which we always enjoy, same same thing. But we'll get a we'll get a, a streaming Zoom one going one of these days. Anyway, now over to the news. Let's see, how do I click on this thing? <laughs> Where do I go? Uh, I haven't run this in about a week. It's like good to be back in the office. Okay, that didn't work. Whatever I did. There we go. Okay. Can ChatGPT get more sales meetings? Maybe. It's from Linda Bishop. At Pi World. Okay, she said, computers, uh, you know, rule-based modeling of human language, etc., get are enabling computers to understand the full meaning of language, and I would contend that is completely false. But you might think so, you know. And uh, and in the next article, we'll talk about how they do university level essays well part of the reason that they can do university level essays is uh, uh, my my niece who's a professor of logic uh, at Gonzaga I said is the problem how good chat sheet PT is or how bad incoming freshmen are she said well yeah it's mostly how bad the freshmen on their own are so maybe it's elevated language quite a bit said we may be going back to oral exams I said good sounds good to me Uh, blue books that's the way we used to do it right you have to write there right on the spot okay so uh, so so Linda suggests that ChatGPT knows how to do it all Uh, she suggests using it to write emails to customer to get customer meetings so she says you can bring it up and say send a message in the box And then you just have to tell it a few little guidelines. uh, Here are the the guidelines she suggests keeping in mind when you make the guidelines. And she actually gives you a prompt of what the guidelines might look like, which I suppose you could just pretty much cut and paste out of this article, which is available, wdma.org, marked up in just a few minutes after the show. So – I wanted to point out that the, the length of this article or of the prompts is p- probably longer than any email I've sent in a long, long time. <clears throat> and then here is the, uh, here's the what comes back. Hello, marketing director's name. You really want to get rid of that. Uh, printing company's name. You really want to get rid of that. Uh, I mean, you got to change it. Insurance company's name. So there's a bit of editing that would be needed and um you know I thought this was really funny right here. I hope this email finds you well. Have you ever written an email like that? If I got an email well, I get a lot of this stuff. I get a lot of these kinds of things with invitations on LinkedIn and I I <laughs> yesterday or last week, a little bit, a few days ago, anyway, somebody picked up on on one of the points in my in my LinkedIn profile, and he said a bot couldn't do that, could they? Of course they could. I accuse people of being a bot and see what they say, and most of them probably are bots. And uh, you know, I think it's always funny if they think that they're persuasive uh, bot generated. Message to me that's supposed to be a, a chat and it comes out to be you know What would be several pages of text in the little in the little chat box on uh, LinkedIn? If you think that's going to get leads well, God bless you uh, Be better off doing a mailing anyway, so your name blah 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 it's very very long best regards I bet I've never signed a letter best regards ever right I mean just listen to this. Could we schedule a meeting at your earliest convenience to discuss? That's not how you ask for a meeting. You say, I'm going to be in your neighborhood next Tuesday. Is morning or afternoon better? I can I can probably make move my other meeting around if I have to. I believe I could be mutual I believe it could be mutually beneficial to explore how our, you know, here. Passive voice, right? Passive voice. I believe it could be Passive voice, subjunctive phrase. It's terrible. It's horrible copy. Just horrible, horrible copy. So, um, you know, Mark Cuban says, if you don't understand it, you're going to be a dinosaur within three years. I contend that if everybody starts using it, just like digital advertising, some people will get wise to it and want help with their mail. (laughs) But anyway, let's go over to uh, Matthew Parker, my friend. Okay, artificial intelligence could soon be producing print files. This could be a problem. And he's got a couple of points here. Want to write a university-level essay. And that's what we were just touching on earlier. Create an image in the style of a well-known artist. Or create a piece of content. Artificial intelligence is already carrying out these tasks on a regular basis. Yeah, I would say it's carrying it out. I wouldn't say it understands them, obviously. Obviously it writes pretty pretty you know it writes like I did when I got out of graduate school I had to rethink everything content writers artists designers will be soon be at threat from this new software but um and content that you are alre- that you are printing already has probably been generated by AI and it won't be long until AI is already creating print ready files um and most people Don't think the printing industry is even thinking about the effects of AI. Okay, so what kind of effects are there? Okay, first of all, it doesn't really create print-ready files. You still have to think about resolution, color separation, bleeds and trims, and that sort of thing. Now, it seems to me that would be a better application of AI than trying to have it write sales letters because there are constraints that are pretty well known In terms of bleed and in terms of, you know, how big is the margin and, you know, cut marks, etc. Okay, current copyright laws don't really deal with AI-generated content. So if you steal something from one author, it's plagiarism. But if you steal something from 100 authors, what is it? You know, I mean, it's hard to say. When I was in college, you know, I would go to the library and bring home a dozen books on the topic and um use those for footnotes because they would be good for footnotes and you could you could use their outlines etc and then i would find one that was really the meat of the argument and use that one he- more heavily and probably not cite it i know that sounds terrible but it's a fast way to write i i had to write 60 pages a semester or something of essays and papers there's no guarantee that ai generate generated copy is correct or legal I saw an example where they asked AI about I forget what they asked about but it clearly it clearly lied about it <laughs> and they had articles that absolutely proved that it was lying and then they told him about the articles and it would say oh yes you're right <laughs> but there's a, but there's a fact check on it and then he would refute the fact check oh yes you're right <laughs> So if you quote a copyrighted piece of content, you're, you know, you probably have you probably have terms and conditions that put this responsibility back on the client. But you know, that may not that may not be tight enough. Um, if you have a copyright or design service, will you be using AI in your workflow? Will this open you up to legal action? <clears throat> Great question. And uh, where are you going to be at the top of the picks when customers start relying on AI to make sourcing choices? I haven't helped them all. Because what will happen is the fraudulent <laughs> in in industry will figure it out and get to the top of the, sor- the search like they did, you know, like they ruined – uh, dogpile and lycos, you know, by putting in their keywords thousand times in the beginning of the of the uh metadata. You know, that ruined it for everybody really. Um we could have had search engines that really literally were search engines, but but the uh but people learn to game the system and they will again. And so what you really want I think and I think uh Matthew would agree is you want <laughs> relationships with somebody, um, you know, and if they're going to fire their, their outsourcing or their, their, their buyers, then you may want to have relationships with the owners. That may be your only hope because um, owners won't fire themselves. They may let AI do all the work. Um, so what are you doing to keep up with how artificial intelligence might affect your business? And that's a great question. What are you doing? Oh, you're listening to the show right now. What could be better than that? Okay. So here's an excellent article by Summer Gould, successful direct mail booklet design. She said, there are design elements that can cause a mailing to go at a higher rate of postage. And one that I just learned about in this article was, if you polybag it, that tends to jam up the machines. Um, The Postal Service came out with booklet sizes, and they they were trying to, I think they were trying to sort of regulate the slim jim catalog uh, craze that happened when it won round of postal increases uh she mentions back in 2009 and that could be that would probably be a reasonable date because that was kind of when the wheels came off the economy and in 2000 i think 2007 and 8 were the peak um advertising mail years for the us postal service so they had to pass laws to stop people from you know from from creative ways to do ad mail? They had to rein that in, <laughs> and so she gets into quite a bit of detail. Um, the paper stock—this is an important one because I have seen thinner stock on covers torn off. Um, the idea of booklet mail is that you can send it through a, a, you know, through the automated mail processing, and that's why the dimensions and the proportions of the dimensions make a difference, right? And how you bind it and how you sticker it, etc. Uh, you can't have perfed stickers. I always like the perf stickers. I, I can't stand having to, you know, use my teeth to get something, a booklet open. Um, when pieces are too narrow, the machines cannot feed them, and it jams everybody up. Uh, no varnish or UV coating over the address block. That makes a lot of sense, right? Um, there's a lot of little details here that you probably aren't aware of, okay? And... um like see, they may not be perforated, even though we like them perforated. It's not about the user experience here. it's about the u s p s and they don't care about individuals or recipients or mailers <laughs> uh, one of my one of my associates went to the uh went to the association of catalog mailer meeting in d c and said that the postmaster came and basically said, "You know you're not even a you're not even a fly on the back of an elephant, so don't expect a lot of help from us. <laughs> Seems that was their takeaway. I don't know what the postmaster said, but uh, apparently it didn't sound very sympathetic. Anyway, poly bags—you cannot use them with your booklet-sized letter. USPS says they will not feed through machines, so we can only—you'll you'll be charged flat-rate mail. Okay? And there's gluing things. Here's—and here's the bottom line. Here's the punchline. Your best bet is to design your booklet, then send a PDF to your direct mail provider to have them find any problems with the design. And you might ask them to make a mock-up. We used to always make a mock-up and weigh it and things um, to see what whether it seems okay. And one time I didn't, and we got a higher postal rate because of it. And uh, so that's enough for today. I hope you enjoy, like, share, repost on LinkedIn. If you can hit the like button, right next to it is the repost button. And it'll make you look even smarter. And also it will bump the algorithm about 20 times more than your little like, which I enjoy anyway. I I often thank people for their likes. But the repost is the kicker. Have a great day. Direct mail wins. Bye-bye.